welcome to episode 15 of the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am one of your hosts, La Tumbles, and to the left of me is Cranky. Hi, well- Cranky. Welcome to the most, <laughs> hello. hello, welcome to the most unprofessional podcast on the internet. So this week we are talking to you about... In the Valley Mall parking lot. Yes, just having left BJ's Brew House. Quick review. Go to Red Robin if the wait is not too long. <laughs> so we are talking to you about the Appalachian Trail. No. Yes. And well, sometimes we do other things. True. From where the fuck did we start? We started at... God, these trucks, man. Uh, we started at, I forgot the name. Of, it's actually, mile 935. Right, 938. 938. 938. There is a trailhead name that I have forgotten, but a, on gut hooks, there is no name for this parking lot. However, it's right on Skyline Drive. We traveled 14.9 miles north on trail, ending at where we started last week at Elk Wallow Wayside. Yes. And last night, for us, we were hauling ass. We'll get some perspective on this in a minute. But last night, we did 3.1 miles in one hour, seven minutes, which for us is That's awesome. That's insane. <laughs> and then today, we did 11.7 in four hours and 33 minutes, which, again, for us is absolutely insane. Yeah, last night it, we got to the parking area around 7.55 and we started our walk and it was chilly. Windy. It was very windy and I didn't want to hike in the dark if I could help it. So I started really hauling ass. Yes, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those evenings. So I picked up the pace as well, which is good to find a hiking partner that you can do that. We didn't discuss it ahead of time. It's just, oh, okay, that's okay. That's what I'm saying. That's a good thing. Like, we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, moving fast, I will move fast as well. That's absolutely fine. Not to mention, you were in a t-shirt and shorts. Yes. I felt a bit bad. Oh, I was fine. Yeah, but still, it was it was freaking chilly on the on the mountains. <clears throat> it was windy. It had stormed, and coming down, we were excited for the wind because oh, it's going to blow the storm out. It did. It and did, but the wind didn't stop for the next twelve hours. Correct. So before we get to that, just a word of note that if you are going to do the AT in the Shenandoah in the middle of the park. <clears throat> Do not enter into the park from the front royal entrance. You will end up driving for at least an hour like we did last night. Watching your gas go lower and lower. lower. Range, 88 miles, 80, (laughs) 70. Okay, good. We stopped. There is a bypass, Route 211, um, approximately in the middle. Yeah, there's two. There's actually two roads that cross over the park in the middle one is 30 something or other which is more towards the southern end and 211 is more towards the northern end so take that (laughs) (laughs) no literally take that route yes yes take that route um walk last night was great gorgeous views of front royal again it was cold and windy but 
We may have been looking at Loray actually last night. Possibly. Yeah. Because okay. right at the bottom of Route 211 yes. on the west side is the small town of Loray. Okay. I Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I don't remember the name of the shelter that we stayed at last night. We stayed at... I wrote it down. <laughs> Birds... Bird's Nest 3. Bird's Nest Shelter number 3. And Bird's Nest Shelter number 3 was originally a day shelter that they have converted into an evening shelter. So upon arriving last night, it's a big uh, stone shelter. Yep. And there were three other guys in there, but they were nice enough to move over for us. And uh, They weren't asleep. We got early because we were hauling ass. (laughs) So we rolled in before people were asleep this week. Yes. Which is always helpful. Mm-hmm. And they also had a fireplace. Yep. In the shelter, which is kind of cool. A little late for us to use. So the sleeping plat, because it is a day wish, shelter I that wish was that was going. Yes. Oh my god. Um, it, since it was a day shelter, they just put in a sleeping platform out of plywood and two by four, and just raised you up off of the cement, which was nice. But it was still really fucking cold. So. Oh, my Lord. Your tip for this week. Learn from my mistakes. I based my sleep kit off of last week. And I also looked at the high temperature during the day. This is exactly what we said not to do last week. I did it. We looked at the temperature for Front Royal, too. Yep. And I brought my lightweight sleeping bag, which is rated to 55 degrees. Fortunately, I had a liner. The wind was blowing. It got down to 28. I had a very uncomfortable night. Fortunately, I had a hat mm-hmm. and a long sleeve tech shirt, which kind of saved me from danger, but it was not comfortable at all. Yeah, I brought what I normally bring on every hike, <laughs> which is my, like I mentioned last week, my 20 or 30 degree rated sleeping bag and my liner. And thank God I brought the puffy and my hat. Uh, yeah, it was really cold, but I was I was comfortable so long as the sleeping bag didn't open up at the top where I could feel the freezing cold come in. And so long as I turn from side to side every Same. half hour. And take breaths because the sleeping bag's over oh, your head. I couldn't breathe, yes. <clears throat> so yes, take mm. occasional breaths. So this morning... Didn't want to get up. Um, I woke up at 5.20 because I was cold and I was like, I'm getting up. It was, the wind just did not stop. It was still really cold. It was about 35, 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Really cold, really windy this morning. Um, you eventually did get up. Not eventually, you did really good. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, Pocket Rocket 2 struggled with the wind, but they got the job done. We had our oatmeal and coffee and... Left at 6.38. Started walking. This morning. Yep. Now, there were, like I said, three other guys in the shelter with us. Uh, The two gentlemen um, left about 15 minutes before us. The other guy was snoring away. And so, naturally, knowing us, we didn't see those two others that went ahead of us ever again. (laughs) <laughs> the guy that was sleeping managed to get up, probably enjoy breakfast, pack up, and pass us at about mile five of today. And keep in mind, we didn't. We stopped once 
for less than five minutes. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. So, and we were hauling ass. So we learned today that through hikers have an amazing pace. Yes, it's <clears throat> true about trail legs, folks. What else? The trail today, a couple of views, just like last week, overlooking... Yeah, I mean, the trail didn't <clears throat> provide much. Um, more towards the east this time than the yeah. west. Um, what town overlooking? Oh, we didn't overlook much of Loray this time, but I don't know the towns going east, actually. But we had some nice views. <clears throat> um, it is a well-worn trail because it is the Shenandoah. And we had a debate on and off um, because it's wide, it's well-worn, it's fantastic. Uh, uphill, we got up to 30, what, feet? Uh, the highest we got up to was last night about 36.50. Yeah, and we were up and down today. So our ongoing debate and is... And please <clears throat> chime in, comment, like us on the yes. gram, please. Yes, comment with what your preference is posed to answer this question. Long and slow or quick and dirty? Also known as, what do you like better? <laughs> Gradual uphills that last for miles or one and done shoot up the mountain and you have to stop and huff a little bit. Uh, these were gradual inclines, but they miles were long. <clears throat> miles long. So we were able to keep up an awesome pace, but it's a little bit taxing mentally because you're like, this isn't ending. It's still going. It's still going. Whereas if you have a quick, steep ascent, it's grueling, but you're done. And then you go down the other side. Hmm. <clears throat> so what is what is your preference? the interactive most unprofessional podcast no one's gonna respond that's okay all right anywho <clears throat> and then somebody else passed us yes <laughs> at about mile 10 9 10 and this was a through hiker who was in his 50s he started two months ago and he's already at mile 953 this guy was hauling ass i was keeping we up were with trying him. to keep up with him i lagged <laughs> naturally i was keeping up with him for a couple of minutes because he was talkative and then I eventually was like all right well you enjoy sir and I stopped and collapsed and died <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got to elk wallow yep and the wayside is open the grills do not get turned on till May 28th so we did not get to enjoy an overpriced burger or a overpriced blueberry milkshake Blue raspberry milkshake. Ew. I thought it was blackberry. It's blackberry, yes. <laughs> Blue raspberry milkshake. That sounds so disgusting. <laughs> sounds like a high sea flavor. <laughs> yeah, so there's none of that. Uh, there was, though, a nice um, little grocery yep. portion of the store, as well as tchotchkes. We are looking at a really brightly colored... Wow. Is she going to a sweet sixteen or what? Uh, it it looks like it with a sweet sparkle, a sweet sixteen with a stop off at BJ's <laughs> brew house. <laughs> I'm so Honey, you're too clever. young. <laughs> Enjoy your childhood for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, if you're on a resupply in the Shenandoah, <laughs> Elk Walla Wayside is your place to be. 
<laughs> like we said last week, it's the first wayside you hit from going northbound. Now, Thornton Gap is another wayside. It was very busy today. That's right off of 2211. Not 2211. 211. Uh, and that is also, that's like your middle of the road wayside there. And it was packed today. The park was yes. packed. So if you're planning on going for a hike in the Shenandoah, either coming on a Friday night or really at the buck crack of dawn yep. on the Saturday. Because there were no There's no, no spots. parking. No parking at all. Uh, shout out to the lovely Nina who arrived a half hour early. We since, appreciate you. Since we were hauling ass, <clears throat> we were thinking, oh, we're going to have to wait because we told her noon we got there at like 11-ish. Yeah. Um, but no, she arrived a half hour early, so our wait was not long at all. It was perfect timing. We got a soda. We got a cookie. Um, yeah. And then, again, shout oh. out to Nina. I, I had... I, I don't know anybody's in Virginia who's who's listening to this, but I, I had an experience today. I drank Dr. Wham, which is a knockoff of Dr. Pepper. Tastes just like it. Manufactured by what company? Sun, 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 sun... Stand by. Sunfresh. Sunfresh beverages. Not a knockoff of Sunkissed at all. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. Shout out to Nina. Um, she <laughs> was phenomenal. So she arrived a half hour early, took us back to the car. Lovely um, shuttle banter. So can't We learned about um, Virginia's, Virginia's uh, traffic laws. DOT laws. Yes. So reckless driving if you hit 85, which I learned from personal experience. But she gave us more detail. So please look up Nina's shuttles if you are in the area. From there, we got to the car. Yep. And we managed to get to the gas station if you were all worried. Yes. With 55 miles range left in the tank. So five more miles, the light would have come up. Um, from there we went to again another huge shout out to the Royal Oak bookstore in Front Royal yeah we can't get enough of that place that bookstore is the shit Mrs. Cranky got another gift there we go which I will be delivering upon my arrival at home I picked up the other um, Jeff Ryan yeah I think so um, book we talked about this last week and said we were going to swap books. Now but, we don't have to. Yes, exactly. We both got each other's books. All right, and <clears throat> um, that's really it. Now we are in a parking lot. We are in BJ's parking lot in Maryland, and just over the border in Maryland. And this is like urban suburban hell right now. I really understand what through hikers who are on trail for a long time deal with when they come back into town and the noise and the people we almost the... died about four times in the valley mall parking lot <clears throat> yeah because there's just so many people here people are reckless it was minor shell shock so that concludes the hike portion i give this section unless i'm missing anything uh, the, the privy was pretty damn good the view from the privy was gorgeous but it still only gets an 8.5 oh you upped it i said an eight this morning yeah all right so i upped it The latch on the door was broken, and it had a mild odor. So, (laughs) I set high standards. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for the hike portion. That's it for the hike portion, I think. Yeah. So, I give this a 4.5 out of 5. Rating this section? Yeah, I don't know what I'd give it. I'm still thinking. I'll let y'all know. No, I won't. Okay. Yeah. 
So, trail talk. Many items today. We'll try and go through them fairly quickly. All right. So, on the ride down. Yes. We are kind of obsessed with this guy called... Graham Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. Yes. Graham Hancock is a journalist. A British journalist. Even more special. (laughs) British journalist. And he is obsessed with finding civilizations prior to Tigris and Euphrates. So we all in school, you learned the Indus Valley. The Levant and all that. Yep. Tigris and Euphrates four to five thousand years ago. You you learned all that. Um, If you forgot, you did learn it. More and more evidence is being revealed that there were civilizations far older that just threw a cataclysmic event or through inters because there were several species of hominids on this planet so through either cataclysmic events or through wars between hominid species a hominid species is a variation of homo sapien by the way fucking smartest podcast on the internet bitches um it's really debatable (laughs) there were um I am convinced there were other civilizations. So was Graham. Yes. But that are far older, dating back 12,000, 20,000 years. Um, so and the reason being is that back in the year 1513, a guy named Piri Reese, who was an Ottoman and a high class Ottoman, Admiral. He was an Admiral. He was hanging out in the. Library, library of Alexandria. Was he in the Alexandria Library? Um, no, it, that was the other guy. Yes, this was one of the in Turkey, one of their ma- like on the level of the, the Library of Alexandria. Of, yeah, yeah, very similar. And he came across a map of Antarctica, and he decided to create his own very detailed and accurate map of Antarctica himself. Now, one has to understand that Antarctica was not discovered until... Uh, 18... 20s, 30s? 20s, 30s. Um, Wilkes is the guy's name. Uh, the U.S. Exploratory Expedition. Very good. Um... Charles Wilkes. Charles Wilkes. Charles Wilkes. So how do you have an accurate map of Antarctica in 1513? Not to mention with rivers... Yes. With mountains, with animals that were depicted in this map. South America on this map is accurate. Africa on this map is accurate. How is that possible in 1513? Um, Also, realizing that Antarctica has been covered in a mile-thick glacier for 6,000 years. So how do you map the coastline of something that is buried under ice accurately it's the only logical explanation is another civilization mapped it the their maps ended up in this library and he used those as source maps but it wasn't only him you have at least three other cartographers doing the same thing and in different parts of europe and different eras 1600s um what was the one that was found in our library of congress the one that was found in our library was that of 
South America and Africa. Yes, and that also had, I think, more details of Antarctica as well. Right. It, it shows the Falklands. The Falklands wasn't discovered until the 19th century. Yep. <clears throat> the late 18th century. Uh, what else? It had a huge island off the coast of Brazil that... Isn't there today. Isn't there today. However, there is an underwater mountain range that due to the melting of... Rising sea levels, yeah, melting of the, the melting ice of the glaciers. At the last ice age, it went <clears throat> underwater. Underwater. So, um, there's lots of other evidence. Um, and if you're really interested in this, we can link it into the show notes. Mm. There is a book by Graham Hancock. Thank you very much, Graham Hancock, called "Fingerprints of the Gods," and it was written in '95. But it is fascinating. Yes, and since then he's come out with at least three books, and there are. Many, many other pieces of evidence that corroborate this. And his career was... Fortunately, he wasn't an actual um, archaeologist. He was just a journalist. But still, his career was shattered. He was ridiculed. And now, almost 30 years later, there's many pieces of evidence um, that have corroborated his theory. And he is starting to gain a resurgence. He has been on Joe Rogan a couple of times as well, so you could probably find their episodes on yes. YouTube. Yep, I think they're still up there unless Spotify has put them Seized behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so that was that, and we spent the last two days like dissecting that, which was amazing. Yes. Uh, Other see. trail talk. Oh, I don't know if we mentioned this. Yes, we did mention this last week. About Ty? Yeah, there yeah. was a... When we got to the... Sh- well, when we were picked up by Nina last week, she mentioned there was a missing young man, mm-hmm. um, 18 years old. When we got to the shelter, his oh, picture was up, the flyer. Unfortunately, he died. He passed away four days after he went missing on April 26th. He was um, went missing April 22nd. Second, right. He died of exposure. Yeah. The article saying, we're calling off the search. We found him was April 26th. Yep. And he was found two miles from where he was last seen with his family. It's really sad. He was 18 years old uh, on the spectrum uh, and from Monmouth County, New Jersey. So, so yeah. Right by kid. us. Um, that is common. <clears throat> Most... Many people who get lost on the AT and who end up dying of exposure, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't have to be below freezing. It could be 50 degrees and you could die of exposure, um, are found very close to where they got lost. Because what ends up happening is you don't know where you are, you panic, and you just end up walking in circles. So what did you learn from your guy on YouTube? Yes, I have been... um, listening and watching um, bushcraft videos. I forget the channel at the moment, but whatever, look it up. So, (laughs) if you find yourself lost, first of all, admit it. Don't, like, people really mess themselves up when they go to their partner and they're like, it's just over the next ridge. You end up getting more lost. Um, So admit it. Stop. Number two, If you have a bright colored poncho or bright colored sleeping bag, tie that up to a tree, use that as a reference point, and then you can explore within a 20 to 30 yard radius. As long as you keep that object in sight, you will not get further lost, but you can still check and maybe find where you you are supposed to be. 
if that doesn't work, <clears throat> pull out your phone, hopefully you have service, and doing the marker allows you to walk and maybe you will get a bar or two because 30 yards could be the difference between one X and one bar of LTE. And also if you are a AT or a large known trail hiker, download gut hook onto your yes. phone <laughs> yep. because you will not get lost. Yes. <clears throat> um, and if you do all of that and you're still like, I don't know where I am. Maybe you shouldn't be on trail. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be on trail and you need to make a decision. Do I get comfortable and wait for someone to get me or do I try and walk in a direction and walk out of here? I wouldn't walk in a direction. I would get comfortable, set up your tarp, build your fire, and, and wait for help. Help. Uh, what else do we have? We have one. Other... I got. I got hit on oh, by. Oh yes. I got hit on by an a old, local. A local in Front Royal. <laughs> that was funny because I I am not a lesbian. Uh, contrary to popular belief by some, um, this gentleman at the speedway in Front Royal comes up to me. And he's like, you're not from around here, are you? <laughs> no, no, sir, I am not. You got not. all your teeth. <laughs> oh, my God, so bad. <laughs> he's like, uh, you're too pretty <laughs> to be from around here. He's like, back in the 60s when I was a young buck and married to my wife. He's still married to his wife, mind you. He was apparently flirting with some of the beauties by Washington, D.C., where they lived. So... The wife ends up going to Front Royal to visit her mother, and she comes back and says to the gentleman, we're moving out to Front Royal. And then he told me, now I understand why. <laughs> so apparently he has his eye out for pretty out-of-towners. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We got a three-hour ride to go. Yeah. Shall we end this? I think that about covers it. All right, friends. Well, you know, surprise, surprise. We said two weeks last week, but we're back. And now it'll be a while. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, before we head back to the Shenandoah, probably June. Yes. We may do... We have other things going on. We may pop in. Um, there's an article we can talk about next week, maybe, or the week after. Yeah, we'll but figure it out. as far as hiking, not till June. <laughs> yes. All right, friends. Uh, as usual, find us on the Instagrams, rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. Find the crank at Cranky McStumbles. You know my drill, and that about covers it. Arrivederci. All right, ciao.